everybody, and welcome to another episode of Retro Rewind. We have a sumptuous treat for you today, and that is Otaki, which, if you have listened to previous episodes, you know it must be my pick, as it is an amazing game. With me today, to uh, talk how I changed their lives for the better, is Mike. Hello. And Craig. You should have said, here to Otaki, to me about no. this game. No. <sighs> <laughs> Alright, so... Getting, getting Craig out of the way. The quick stats for this are pretty simple. It's it's not a long-running franchise or anything. It was released in March 1987 in Japan only for the Famicom Disk System, and it was developed by Citron and Art and Sedic, with the publisher being the ASCII Corporation. Uh, this is a bit of a brainchild of a gentleman named Toshio Iwai, and you might know him from that one game that I can't think of at the moment. Rez. No, not Rez. Electroplankton. Ah, there we go. Thank you, Craig. Yes. You might know that gentleman from Electroplankton. He's more of an artist than he is a game developer, but every once in a while when he decides to get in on game development, I kind of like what he does. So, history about this gentleman. Uh, personally, the only reason I know this exists was from watching Crontendo, and that's something everybody should watch. But once I saw it, it took about 15 seconds for me to download the, the ROM, and me and my daughter played it whew, probably two, three hours straight. And that's all the history I've got with it, really. It's something I play every once in a great while when I feel like something fun and happy. Very good. I have I have no history whatsoever with this game. Yeah, strangely enough, this, this game was completely off my radar too. I, I wasn't even fully aware much of the, the Famicom disc, uh, disc system, to be honest. Um, so yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy choice, Dave. But uh, well warranted, we'll see. It did take me a crazy amount of time to emulate as well, because I had no idea what a .fds was. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and then when you boot the game and it says, change to other side, flop, flip the disc, and I'm like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love um, folder out Famicom disc system games just because that is weird that it was a floppy and we didn't get it. And so, you know, you play Zelda on the FDS and it's, you know, go into a dungeon, flip to side B. Come out of the dungeon, flip to side A. Man, that must have been a hassle. But um, so let, let's get this right off the bat. I, I personally don't think the graphics are anything to really write home about. Like they have a very smooth look to them. But there's not a lot of design there. It's almost rudimentary shapes. What do you guys feel about the way the game looks? I think it looks beautiful. I really do. I th- I love the, the flat levels, that the keyboard level towards the end. I, I, I really like the look of it, especially for an 8-bit game in 1987. I think it looks beautiful. My my impressions of it were... Um, it, kind of, it, it kind of reminded me, oddly enough, of... Like I'm, I can't even remember the full look of it, but I think was it Flicky on the on the Sega, which sort of oh yeah that sort of color scheme sort of popped into my head, along with oddly enough an inter- another sort of more well known um, Nintendo title being the the Rhythm Heaven games, which which can copy this style in in some parts of its designing cases. But overall, oh, good point. Yeah. I don't think it it fully resonated with me uh, in in terms of the graphics. I think I think the the projectiles were. A bit of a disappointment. Oh, okay. So, in case you've never played this, it is a... Sh- I guess you could call it a cute em up It's not exactly in the same vein as like something like Super Fantasy Zone or Captain Tom a Day, but it, it's not realistic at all. And you can fire in eight directions as you're going horizontally. 
And in order to fire, you hold down the, the shoot button and you just press in whatever direction you want to shoot. Every time that you press the button, it makes a musical tone. And no matter how fast or how slow that you fire, it syncs up with the background music because the background music is pretty much just a bass line or a very rough set melody that it can... Well, if you played Res, it's actually a lot like Res. And that would have saved me a lot of time. Except think Res with Gradius, not 3D space. It gets harder as you go through. If you do get hit by a projectile or an enemy themselves, then your bullets get smaller as you get closer to death. So they start off as almost the size of your ship, would you say, guys? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're huge. In fact, the the thing I was saying before about them being a bit off-putting for me was because I recently played um, uh, Alex Kid in Miracle World, where it did have really offensive on the eyes looking round blob things in places. <laughs> it reminded me of those. <laughs> well, Alex Kid is offensive on all the senses. I didn't see it as a ship. I saw it as a tiny wee robot dude flying with a cape. Oh, well, maybe it is. You might be right. You know? <laughs> I always thought it was like like a little ship. Oh. Let me, go, let me go back and look at it. But yeah, so so the game does that kind of shoot 'em up thing where the worse you do in it, the harder it gets. And that's something I kind of ding it for because I don't like that in a shooter. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's, it, it, it can be very off-putting if you start off a level well, get hit a couple of times, and then you feel like you're, you're on the back foot for the rest of the level, knowing you've got a boss coming up. That's a... I don't. I don't know why they couldn't have some sort of power up system in there for for you personally, apart from the uh, you know the the backup weapons. Yeah, like the, there are sub weapons in this. They they are limited ammunition, but for the most part, the sub weapons work way better than your your main weapon, just because it is. It does get kind of hard to move your ship where you want to move it and fire. So if say you want to move up to get out of something's way, but shoot down, it does take a little bit of trickery there. But with the gameplay out of the way, gentlemen, let's talk the music, right? Like, since you have no experience with this, the first time you booted it up, what did you think? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I've got a funny thing about this. I mean, uh, back in the day, my my parents used to always see me. They they knew I loved my computer games, and they, you know, occasionally they they grab me a new game and things. But for a very brief period, I'm trying to impress a girl at a youngish age, probably early teens. I remember a brief stint of seeing that this girl I liked, she had a keyboard. <laughs> and being being a maverick <laughs> of the age, I decided the keyboard might be the way of the mic as well. So I I proceeded to get a keyboard, at which point I'd tap away at all sorts of weird random things. You, know, you go off key, you try and make the, the soundtrack for the na- next David Lynch movie. But <laughs> the main point is... The weird sporadic key presses that I was doing at the time, which was music to my ears, is exactly what I felt when I was playing this game. And that's that's quite amazing, knowing that you can make your own odd sort of... I mean, the, the directional inputs, that, from what I could tell, you've got diagonal giving you sort of different different sounds between your down and forward and up and, and back and... While you're playing the game, you almost forget that you're sort of creating music at the same time. And then when you then you just find yourself shooting into nowhere just to fill in a few extra beats in the little tune that you're making in your head whilst you're playing a game. And that is I was a, gonna ask that, Mike. Good man, good man. That is absolutely ridiculous. That that you know, it's it's crazy when you get power ups and you're building extra things in, hear extra octaves of things, you hear you know, collecting new power ups, getting different noises, it 
you know, it was absolutely mesmerising. It, it does exactly exactly what the games later on down the line would do. And it's, it's, it's amazing knowing this is a 1987 game. But um, that's enough gushing from me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to carry on the gushing. I, I thought the music was absolutely spot on. I, d- I got that really lovely, creative and a controlled environment feeling from it. Um, you can go into BGM mode so you don't take damage and just sit and play through the levels, make tunes. And I just thought things that kind of guide you towards making music like that are just, it's just spot on. It was absolutely lovely. lovely. And I think as well, things like picking up the the piccolo or the organ or the cello or, or you know. like oh, changing, the organ's the way to go. Yeah, the org- it's such an underrepresented weapon in games these days. I think, <laughs> you know, there should be more organ weapons. Um, I, I thought it was lovely. It reminded me a lot of the joy. I don't know how much this game is hated or not, but it reminded me of the joy of playing sound shapes and just building the music up. By collecting, collect, well, Nest collecting notes and Sound Shapes is collecting notes. It's the exact same thing. Ah, see, I've never played Sound Shapes. Yeah, it's got it's, it's very much the same feeling. The song builds as you play the game. And, and I think it was just, it was lovely playing through each level, hitting all the right notes, not hitting all the right notes because it does it for you, but kind of like making your own wee tune added an extra element of fun. And I got to the point where I was concentrating on shooting people. But at the same time, I didn't want to lose my rhythm that I had going on, so I was just sporadically <laughs> shooting up and down, left to right, up and down, left. Ah, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's absolutely. I I loved it. I absolutely and utterly loved the music in this. For being a for being a music based game, I think it's about one of the best music based games I've ever played. I loved it. That- Brings up a really good point. Is there anything that that this does? Well, I guess let me let me put it more personally than that. I don't feel like any other music rhythm game that I've played hits quite the same note. Haha. <laughs> Sorry about that. As as this game does. Like I mean, even your really good ones, like your Child of Edens and your Rhythm Ten Goku's and all those like Vib Ribbon, it doesn't quite hit the same chunk that this game does. And I, I wanted to know if there was anything else out there that you guys feel hits that same point. Yeah, what what I think this game does better than pretty much everything else out there is just that it feels so active. You know, you're as a shooter, you're always frantically moving about. You're always shooting in different directions. So it's like you have no option but to be constantly active with it. And, you know, other, other games, like Soundshape Craig was saying then, I remember that. It'd be like, you might hit three different points through one one screen, which add a little bit extra to the song. But here, you're actively creating it all the time. It's not like, you know, three times on this screen, you're going to be doing something, two times on the next screen. This is like, if you want, you can shoot eight times in the space of, you know, a couple of seconds. And you're making craziness, going with the craziness in the background, all merging together. There's, there's nothing as frantic as this. And I think that's what, what really makes makes you feel so so creative in that world really definitely the game the game is art it's musical art it's absolutely beautiful it's like it's almost like a play a music playground with you know the fact that you also have to shoot baddies that are stealing notes or whatever they were they were actually up to you've got to do that (laughs) but it's the it's the whole sandbox of creativity that really nailed it I, i genuinely i've never played anything like it and 
read like reading up an electroplankton. I really I want to go and try that as well because if it's even half as good as this as this, it'll be it'll be spectacular. So then the fact that this takes place in a shooter is definitely a bonus for you guys. Yeah, yeah, I would I would say rather so. than I'll, being just about the sound. Well, you know, I I would say yeah. I spent hours playing the game, but I actually I probably lost a good ten hours. Um, and the music maker mode, you know, have you ever used Fruity Loops or something like that to build music? Yeah. The, the music maker in this is very much like that. I spent so long making stupid wee tunes and that. <laughs> I thought, you know, the game was good enough. Bringing the shooting elements into it was were perfect. The boss battles, although a bit easy, it was kind of, it was nice. I felt like... I was saving, I, I built this up in my head that I was killing all these guys and building up the song so that I could then fix the note at the end because they, you know, like wrecked the note. And I think yeah. even though it was easy, that was that was my job there. And I just, I thought that plus the music creation, oh my goodness. Why, why how do you manage to pick such good games time after time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my lucky streak will end at some point. Yeah. But yeah, there's this this belongs in like this very weird subsection of games that pay very close attention to their music when they came out on the Famicom. Uh there's a couple other games like something like Mylon Secret Castle, right? Uh in that you have your standard tune that plays, but if you get a bonus room and you complete the bonus round, another instrument gets added to the soundtrack. And you can do that up to 8 times. And if you manage to complete all of it, then the music becomes a much fuller thing than it was at the beginning. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So I I really like going back, because I'm a big fan of chiptune. Like, I, I really like chiptune music. So yeah, this definitely hits all of the perfect points for me. So I guess the question, gentlemen, would be, would you guys pay uh, a 15 or, or a tenner on PSN or, you know, Xbox Live if this ever got remastered? Which I highly doubt it will, but... I would wholeheartedly pay through the nose for it because I think you've got the there's a hell of a lot of replayability in the game. Then you've got your BGM mm-hmm. mode for playing through the levels and making sweet notes and songs, and then you've got music maker mode. It's it's an incredible wee package. Yeah, it's a, it sounds it sounds perfect. Um, the the only sort of sticking points I'd say for it are maybe revamp it with a sort of Puyo Puyo Tetris style. <laughs> like to it maybe and really for me i played this on a playstation 3 controller on the pc mm. um i found the one minor gripe and something that i found a steep learning curve was the whole stop direction of input for attacks thing it's not strictly a, a straight on shooter as you're pressing the directions of things you're stopping them moving stopping them moving or trying to sort of get them together as, as close as possible. I think maybe something like a, a twin-stick approach would probably help if this game was... Yeah. I've tried playing this with a regular NES pad through USB input into a computer. I've tried playing this with the, the classic controller, just the Wiimote. I've tried this with everything, and I understand what you're saying, Mike. There's something about it feels a bit clunky in the controls department. It doesn't feel quite smooth. So that is something that I'll ding it for. Well, that's definitely something fixable. I found the same. It's definitely fixable. What what I find mys- found myself doing was every rush of guys, I would run about and blast about, but I would always reset myself to the bottom. So I'd go. It seemed to be the safest place was scrolling along the bottom of the screen, 
and that and then each wave of guys I kind of fought my way up and then down as opposed to trying you, it was really difficult to get into the thick of it because as you say you move sometimes you'd want to shoot someone that was right in front of you and simply aiming in that direction you're flying into them you're going to lose a wee bit of your balls and who wants to, <laughs> who wants to do that <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, no, I to see just from habit, I tend to stay in the middle of the screen and I end up taking hits I really don't need to just because that's shooter habit. Please, please let those power ups move a tiny bit slower so I can actually grab them if I hit them from a distance as well. Oh, yeah, like I was just gonna ask, how long did it take before you guys noticed that the levels actually scrolled? It took me an embarrassing amount of time before I realized that. I think I honestly didn't start noticing until later in the game when things got more intricate because there's a level that's got kind of oh it looks like valves from an amplifier or something in the background and it was at that point i thought i've seen that before and i was like oh my goodness (laughs) what and and I i found as well um the level after that and the, the fact that it scrolled, you're scrolling around and you're obviously looking for these notes. I had one note left to find. Oh, that's infuriating. I must have went round the level four or five times. I was on it forever. I think, in fact, I think the message saying, I've been on one level for 45 minutes, just going <laughs> round in circles. And it turned out it was hidden behind a panel, like a wee panel that was part of the backdrop. And so, oh my goodness. But yeah, took me ages. Absolutely ridiculous. Very embarrassing. You guys are just about to tell me that I wasn't supposed to be scrolling through those loads of times and I was supposed to be getting every single note or every note bot. And I've been yeah, you have wrong. to fill up a bar. Yeah, your, oh, your no. note at the bottom, it fills, so you just have to get the notes. <laughs> and that fills up so your So that's your why note. the levels were a lot longer than I thought they were. <laughs> oh, oh we're just going round and round. Where is the end? <laughs> <laughs> There's so little <laughs> instructional stuff out there for this game to, to get you oh, yeah. into it. Yeah, I mean, I did a Google search just because I was hoping for like a translated manual or something. <laughs> nope, mm. it is. It, this is, you might have like four or five people saying, guys, seriously, try this game. It's amazing. And that's it. That's all you really find. It is definitely not what I would call a gem that everybody loves on the internet. Um, Craig, you mentioned it before, but I'll, I'll think it also on the boss fights. I would have liked something a little more interesting than just, here's a clef note, here's a bass note. You know, but it works for the game. But I was, I'm a little disappointed in it. I think it was because the enemies spawned, on the boss, the enemies spawned from the last hole that you tried to hit. So if you, uh-huh. you, you're shooting to fill in that note, and if you're shooting one, one of the holes, the enemies will only spawn out of that hole. And I found that if you just shot one note at it, and then went up and shot another one and kept on swip- switching between two, that every single boss fell to that pattern very, very... In fact, it's not a boss because you're filling up the note, but you know what I mean? It fell to yeah. that pattern really easily. I thought the, the levels themselves, especially the the last level with the invisible notes, um, mm-hmm. were a lot more difficult than the actual bosses <laughs> themselves. Yeah, yeah. So, Craig, you finished it, and uh, I finished it. Mike, how far did you get? I got an embarrassingly short amount of time through the game, (laughs) or (laughs) short space through the game. Um, I only got up to the third world of dinner, but I I did put a lot of time into it. I just didn't understand. 
you know, like now I'm finding out exactly what was supposed to be happening in the game. It's something that I have to go back to because if I knew, I would have been doing that sort of nights into dream approach of of getting what I had to get. I didn't realize that was there. The point oh yeah, there's no blame there because because it took me a really long time to figure out. Oh wait, I've got to get the notes, not just release them. Oh okay, you know, and and remembering. Okay, I know there's a note here I haven't gotten, so the next time around I got to pick it up. Uh, yeah, that's just based on that. There's not much information about this, so don't feel bad about it at all. So it might actually be a bit of an easier game than I thought it was initially. Hopefully, yeah, I, I remember finding it very difficult at first too. It, it once you have a grasp, it gets better. Yeah, and it's learning the patterns. All the levels, they've all got patterns. All the enemies all have their own wee patterns, and it just it just repeats. It loops. So, job done. It's lovely. All right, gentlemen. Lovely wee game. So now that we have made frothing furious love to this game for mm-hmm. the last twenty minutes or so, it's time for final verdicts. So, gentlemen, is it a yay or is it a nay? I would say that if you haven't played this, it is well, well. Is, are you just wanting a yay and a, or a nay, or do you want the whole no, shebang? No, expound on it, sir. Okay, expound. right, that's fine. Um, um, yay or nay? I would say yay. Definitely, you got you got to try it. If you're a fan of any music generative programs, if you like farting about with Fruity Loops, if you like picking up a guitar and playing with tunes, if you like playing sound shapes, anything like that at all pick it up it's well 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 worth it and for the fact that you can you know get a grab a rom fire it up as for kilobytes worth of download it's totally totally worth it so even quick on dial-up yeah yeah exactly if you're out there and you have if you've got dial-up you're probably not listening to this podcast (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so yeah definitely 100 percent recommend yeah, in a sad turn of events, I I went into the Wild Guns podcast knowing that Dave had chosen something special, and I thought I'd found his weak point this time, but no, it is. <laughs> it is essential. <laughs> so, whatever I may have against controls or graphics or anything else, I think Dave's done it again. It's a, yeah. Is a uh, well recommended for me. As I'm sure everybody can guess, yes, I'm going to recommend this game. It is almost in that category of technical marvel for its time. And if I had had this as a kid, it would have absolutely just blew my mind. Probably would have spent more time with this than Mario. But the best thing I can say about this game is it's very hard to play this game and not smile. It's just one of those games that makes you feel good for playing it. So if you're having a crap day from work, or, you know, your significant other just hits you upside the head with a frying pan, play Otaki. It makes life a little better. Now, Luke is not here this week, so Craig, doing his best Luke impersonation, will be telling us what Luke's next pick is, because he has next pick. Unless some of you fine people out there would like to recommend us a game, see if you can beat my record. Or if you just, you know, want to give us a topic for a bit effect, or do you just want to say hello? Say hello. We we aren't that socially awkward. Oh, Although I could have said that. that sentence a lot smoother so it didn't sound socially <laughs> awkward. <laughs> but none of us are in our mother's basements at this given time. 
We are not. So yeah, before before Craig does his Luke, uh, mm-hmm. do hit us up on the Bit Effect on Twitter, on Facebook, pretty much anywhere. If you have something you want to say that you don't think could fit in a Twitter or just kind of awkward, like, boy, you guys are amazing, over and over and over again, do send it to our email at thebiteffectgmail.com. So, Craig, over to you. <laughs> Is that okay for Luke? Is that a good you, looking you gotta sound grumpier. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Talk Here about we go. Genji. Can I get a drum roll, please? Uh, Luke's pick for the next Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Luke's pick for the next Retro Rewind is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 for the GBA. For the what? The vicarious vision. That man's gonna have some vicarious visions. I'm gonna smack him inside. You go Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two, and then you go on the GBA. I, 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 do, I'm, I mean, what's next? Jet Grind Radio on the GBA. <laughs> All right. So now, now that we have that pick from Luke, or Craig being Luke. I'm sure you couldn't tell the difference. All that's left is for me to say thank you very much for listening, and gentlemen, say goodnight. Goodnight. This isn't Sound of Music, Craig. All right, all right, bye.